Hi, my name is Carly Garcia. I'm from the Penn State women's hockey team, and you're listening to College Hockey Talk. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of College Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Matthew, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And on today's podcast, I am joined by Penn State women's hockey player Carly Garcia. We talk about many things in this interview, including how her first year is going with Penn State and her journey to college hockey being from California. However, before we get to today's interview, I'd just like to ask if you can please follow us on social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, at College Hockey Talk. Also, subscribe to our Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review, and follow our Spotify page as well. Doing these things helps our podcast grow, helps new people find us, and I would really appreciate it if you did those things. It means a lot to myself. Now, without further ado, here is today's episode with Carly. I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by a freshman from the Penn State women's hockey team, Carly Garcia. Welcome to the podcast, Carly, and thank you so much for coming on. How's everything going? Thank you. Yeah, everything's good. We just got back from Christmas break. Uh, we had our first practice yesterday, so it's nice to be back. Yeah, how was Christmas break? Did you do anything fun or just kind of relax for a while? Um, well, for me, it was super quick because my last final was on the 17th. And then I couldn't, since I'm from California, I couldn't find a decent flight until the 19th. So that I basically had a week, Sunday to Sunday, and both Sundays were travel days. So I really only had five days at home. But it was still nice to be able to see my family, see my friends, and get some downtime. That's good to hear. And it's hard to believe that the first semester of your freshman year is complete. So I guess, how would you evaluate um, your team's performance as of now? And uh, I guess, uh, what have you taken away from the games you've played so far? Um, I think we had like a little bit of a slow start, but I think we've really like grown as a team and like we're really like each game is getting better for us. Um, I think like going into next, like the next half of the year, we like are really focusing on getting into the top 11, winning CHAs and like uh, doing that. So, but it's going well so far. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. And like, how are you approaching the second half of the season? You kind of answered my question a little bit there, but uh, I guess, is it winning the CHA or bust or is there any other goals your team has um, for the second Um, half of the year? I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we have either have to be top 11 to go through or win your league. So I think first and foremost, we want to obviously win our league. And I think that's completely possible. Um, But if not, like definitely be in that top 11 spot and I think those will go hand in hand but that's definitely our team's goal and I think it's completely achievable especially with the like the way we've been playing the last few weeks yeah just talk about what it's like playing in the CHA and just the competition you face Uh, it's a bit of a smaller conference but there's still some great teams and players that are in it this the CHA is uh like a physical like very gritty league and I think for me personally like I really like playing in this league because I played boys growing up uh, like before I played for Naha so like I'm used to like the physical play and I think our team's doing really well in it and um yeah it's just like a physical gritty league 
What's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game uh, so far this year that you've noticed? I think for me, just being like intentional with everything that I'm doing, like um, being like super locked in because uh, like before youth hockey, like I, I'm like a uh, uh, offensive defenseman. And I think now like I can't really just like skate the puck up all I want in college. So like now just like being intentional with what I'm doing and like knowing when to skate it up, to just stay back and whatnot. You got your first collegiate goal against St. Lawrence this year. Talk about that goal and who was the first person you called after you scored that incredible goal? Um, yeah, no, that goal uh, St. Lawrence, and I think we were we were down that game, and I think uh, getting that goal like helped us uh, turn around and, and get back into that game, which was like huge for me. And then, obviously, it's always contribute, so that was fun. My parents were actually with my grandparents watching the game, so. When I called them after, like, they were super excited. My grandparents were super excited. So it was cool. And where do you keep the puck now? I'm curious. Is it in your dorm room at school, or do you, did you bring it home with you? Um, I had it in my dorm room for a while, but then I gave it to my dad as, like, a little gift because he's, he's super excited about it, and he, he loves that type of stuff. So I think he has it sitting in his office, like, on his desk or something. That's a good spot to put it because you know he won't yeah. Yeah, exactly. He loves it. Now, another thing that happened during the first half of your season is you beat a ranked Minnesota Duluth team. Mm -hmm. uh, just talk about how important that win was, especially being a ranked opponent, since it seemed yeah. like the team was struggling against non-conference teams yeah. at the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that win was huge for us. I think more so, like, uh, I think they had, like, Penn State had an amazing season last year, and I think, like, a lot of people – uh, kind of thought it was a fluke because we were only playing in like the CHA and the CHA doesn't really have like the best rep. So I think just being able to prove that like we can hang with anyone, we belong playing against these like top teams. And um, I think it was just like a, a chance for us to like prove ourselves as a team and show that like we can hang and we belong there. Yeah. And talk about that experience in DC. What was it like uh, hockey wise? And then also did you get to do anything fun in the city when you were down there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, DC was a, it was a great trip. It was super fun. I mean, it was kind of a long bus ride, but it was, it was still really fun. Like the hockey was obviously amazing. Like for me personally, those were like the biggest games I've ever played in. So that was super cool and um, fun to play at that level for sure. Um, I think the best part about DC itself was, well, we got to do a little bit of shopping, which was nice because there's like a lot of, to do around there, but they also had my favorite coffee shop that they have at home that they don't have over here. So that was like nice to have a little taste of home. Nice. Did you get to see any of the monuments or I'm assuming? Yeah, we went sightseeing. Yeah, we went to like the Lincoln Memorial and like all like all those type of monuments, the Capitol and whatnot. How cool was it seeing you in person? Because it's kind of weird seeing something like that yeah. in person, like it's, not in yeah. a screen. Yeah, no, it was cool. They're way bigger than it, like they appear in pictures. It was really cool. There wasn't anything a lot of like the Canadians didn't really know what anything was. So like we would like play jokes and be like, oh, this is the White House. And it was like the, the capital or something. And they would totally believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of cool. Was there anything that was underwhelming? Because I feel like there's certain things that you see in person. It's like, oh, that's mm -hmm. that's cool. Like the Hollywood sign. You, yeah. From California, yeah exactly. I feel like that's super underwhelming when you probably yeah. see it in person. Well, I think the Lincoln Memorial was like the coolest out of all of them. I mean, the Washington Monument was cool, but it was just like, 
okay like it's just like a like a, i don't know like power thing so like we we're like okay and we didn't stay there for long and then uh the capital was a little underwhelming they also had like fence fences around it because of all the riots and stuff oh yeah which was very weird to see because like you didn't see that on, on pictures or anything mm-hmm. so but yeah i think that was like the most interesting part yeah no i've i've always wanted to go inside the, one of those buildings i think that'll be cool but i think yeah. there's no chance i'm going inside the capitol building anytime soon yeah i don't know if they're on. still doing tours or anything like that anymore oh that's disappointing i feel like yeah. you should be able to do it like yeah probably the security process is like yeah. super strict i mean i'm sure they're doing it. i'm i just i'm not sure we didn't we just like went on the outside yeah yeah i've been to the capitol building once i thought it was pretty cool seeing in person yeah um, no so it's beautiful for sure the white house was cool but it was like you're so far away from it just because mm-hmm. this last time i was there it was like there was like a fence and all that stuff and mm-hmm. it's you're like really far away from it but yeah I haven't been we, to we didn't go to the White House. We we drove past it when we went to the Capitals game, but we never like actually like drove up to it or anything. Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't been to DC since I was like eleven years old. So it's probably changed a lot since I've yeah. been there. But it was still a fun trip oh, when yeah. I remember going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot more security now than when oh, you definitely. Met. <laughs> definitely. I think that's for a lot of different things, not yeah. just DC. But no. Oh yeah, for sure. How's the Caps game? Oh, it's super fun. Yeah. They uh that it was not a close game at all. So I, I forget who they were playing, but they were like killing them by like three goals. But it was still fun to get out and, and watch yeah. some hockey. Probably like Montreal, a team that's been dreadful. Yeah, it, yeah, it was Montreal. Yeah, yeah, they've been like the worst team yeah. in the league. So yeah. there's no, been a lot of teams like, beating up on them. Yeah, and we were on the wrong half too. So like they only played on our side during one period. So like oh. we were like watching it from afar the whole time because like Montreal never had the puck. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen what Montreal. Have you been, how many have you have, have you been to like how many teams have you seen in the NHL play in person? Because Montreal is one of the few I've never seen play in person. That was the first game I've seen in person since the Sharks were in the playoff or like the like clo- like I don't remember where they were, but it was probably like four years since I've seen like an in person game. Yeah, and I think it was when the Sharks were playing St. Louis. Oh, so that that was like Stanley Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's been a while, so that's kind of. Yeah. It's, it must have been nice to get back to a game in person, even though you've oh, yeah. kind of been back a, a little bit since you play it. But no, it must be back to see it in person, I yeah, guess. Definitely. It was a fun environment for sure. Now, kind of transitioning back to the co- hockey side of things, uh, what's been the biggest thing you've learned um, in college hockey so far this year? Um, I think it was, I think, main, I, like the biggest takeaway take I had from it was like definitely on the mental side. Like it, it kind of just it forces you to grow up and like learn how to like handle confrontation and adversity and all those type of things that like you don't really go through in youth hockey. But um, that's like the biggest piece for me. But then hockey wise, I think it's just it's just playing at a, a high level. You're just bound to get better. And I think like IQ wise, just playing at a, a faster speed, like really helped my game a lot. So transitioning to your off season, just talk about that. Um, what was that like for yourself? And did you do anything interesting, whether it was hockey related or non-hockey related? I was told that you uh, went to Penn State over the summer and just got some extra work in with some of your teammates. Yeah. Talk about how beneficial that must have been for yourself. Yeah. So after Naha ended, I had like a few months at home and I was basically just in the gym and then skating on my own. But I don't really have like a ton of hockey at home. It's mainly just like open ice that I go to like by myself. So I made the decision to come in the summer. I think I uh, came at the end of June. So that was super nice to be able to meet some teammates and uh, take a few classes and ease in 
and ease in like that and like be comfortable on the ice in school and like with my teammates when the season got started and then the fall like actual school years got started. Yeah, did you face any challenges uh, for this off season? Like, obviously, I feel like in California and Pennsylvania, maybe a little bit. Was there any restrictions like how, on how you can, how many times you can yeah. go on the ice, and what if gyms were closed or not, and how'd you like deal with those restrictions? And once those yeah. started to open up as the summer months mm-hmm. ended, was did your approach change at all? Just because you knew you had you had to take advantage of more of those opportunities that came about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my rink was at home, was shut down for like a few months. So I wasn't able to like really get on the ice at all um, from like March until, I don't know, like the beginning of June, really. But I was lucky enough, like all like the public gyms got shut down, but I had like a private gym um, with my trainer that he shut down, but he allowed like, uh, like 10 of us to come in that Uh, as long as we were like masked up and stuff. So I was lucky enough to be able to continue working out that entire time. Um, I just wasn't on the ice really until I came here in June. And then obviously coming like, like with that experience, I knew that I had to take advantage of being on the ice. Um, So we would get on the ice as a group of us, like five or six almost every day and play a few pickup games and whatnot. That's nice. Did you do you do any street hockey? I I heard a lot of people took up rollerblading. Yeah, no. Well, uh, street hockey is actually how I got into like ice hockey because my uh, cousins played. So we would always just like play in the street and like holidays and stuff. Um, But I haven't really played since, to be honest. Oh, yeah, because I was here when like obviously everything shut down like two Mm -hmm. years ago now, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, everyone was just getting rollerblades and like doing it that way which yeah. I guess is pretty similar to ice hockey, but I've heard the transition from rollerblades to ice hockey is much easier than the opposite way from ice oh, yeah. skating sure. to rollerblades. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I would just, like, shoot in my garage and stuff on my own because, I mean, like I said, there's no one that really plays. Like, none of my friends really even know what hockey is, so I couldn't, like, play, like, 1v1 with any of them or anything like that. So I, I just kind of did my own thing. Yeah, and just talk about – Another thing that you've had to kind of learn this year as a freshman is balancing both school and hockey. How have you done that? Because I feel like that's something that most people don't talk about when it in regards to like being a yeah. student athlete, especially when you head in as a freshman, it's mostly about yeah. how to handle the hockey side. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it definitely feels like it's almost like two full-time jobs. I mean, I would, I wouldn't consider hockey a job because obviously like we all love it, but Um, It's a lot of time, and I think I didn't realize how much time it would take up. And so uh, another thing I didn't realize was how much time, like, you have to put into school because it's a lot of stuff, like, they don't really, like, at least here, they're they're not, or in my major, they're not really giving me a ton of assignments, but they're giving you, like, optional work that's, like, stuff that you need to do to, like, learn. And my major is a lot of memorization, so I'm, like, have to you have to put time into that so I think it was definitely a hard hard uh transition for the first month or two it took a while to get used to but uh yeah it's just something that I have to put a ton of time into what's your major in school kinesiology um can you explain what that is I'm not sure what oh, it is. sorry I think the definition of it is like explanation of human mu- who human movement so it's gonna like I want to take it into like sports physical therapy or somewhere along that route Oh, nice. That sounds super cool. Yeah, no, I'm not the brightest person in the world, so I don't know what some of these big words mean. But um, Yeah, no, it's a lot of just like science classes and whatnot. 
Nice. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, no, that's really cool. And how did you like learn to adjust to, I guess, the college student athlete lifestyle of balancing? Like you said it took like the first month was tough. How did you like transition to making it like more of a normal thing for you? Yeah. I think just like being able to have like the support from my teammates who have like been through that and whatnot. Uh, they like gave a lot of, sorry they gave a lot of uh, like good advice and whatnot. So being able to like lean on them for support and whatnot was like uh, really helpful, but it honestly was just something that you, everyone needs to go through and you kind of just like figure it out as you go. Now I want to transition and talk about the beginning of your hockey career since you said you're from California. So you're from Roseville, California. That's what it says in your elite prospect page. So I'll talk about growing up there and how'd you start playing hockey? Um, yeah, so my, like I mentioned earlier, my cousins are from San Jose, so they have like the San Jose Sharks and whatnot. And so they would always play, but I never knew exactly what it was, but they would always bring hockey sticks and rollerblades. So like when we had holidays together, we would always play in the street and whatnot. And then finally I got to, I think I was like seven or eight and I was like, I want to be like them. So I tried it on the ice and then I ended up loving it and I just stuck with it ever since. And who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone on the Sharks or was it a women's player on the national team? Um, I think I I think the Sharks definitely. I think Brent Burns would probably be like who I grew up watching um, because, yeah, I just really liked watching him as a player. And I didn't really know like a lot about like hockey in general because no one really like watched it or anything around me. Like my parents didn't know anything about hockey or anything. So um, we would only really watch the Sharks. And I heard he's, like, one of the most interesting people, like, in hockey. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. think that's true or not. Like, like off the ice? Yes. Yeah. No, I think he has, like, a farm or, like, acres of land, like, somewhere in the middle of nowhere. I think he's an interesting character for sure. Yeah, no. It's kind of crazy because uh, people know him from the Sharks, but, like, mm-hmm. it was cool that he played for the Wild before. It's, like, one of those mm-hmm. – like, teams that like oh like I didn't know he played for yeah them, so like you do some research. yeah yeah no I, I didn't even know that until you just said that that's yeah, great pretty cool and yeah. then I think they tra- traded him for a few draft picks and one of those draft picks turned out to be Charlie Coyle who mm-hmm. they um eventually traded to the Bruins mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a cool trade treat oh, yeah that's interesting yeah now yeah. kind of getting back to the before college hockey for yourself so what's the California hockey scene like from your perspective, just because it seems like it's growing a lot, especially in Southern California, uh, yeah. because the success that Anaheim Ducks and LA Kings have had recently. Mm-hmm. And just talk about what it's like being involved in that kind of California hockey scene. Um, well, near like in Roseville, there's really like not much of a scene at all. So like I would have to travel like an hour or two, like, uh, to play on various like boys teams and I think it's growing a ton like I know the club that I just grew up playing in like they're creating a women's program this year which is super cool to see and then I think in Southern California they've like always been like the powerhouse of hockey in, in California so they're definitely growing they've always had women's programs so it's cool to see the game grow for sure. And how did you kind of fall in love with the game and uh, get noticed, I guess, being in an area where hockey isn't that well known? Yeah, um, I think, for well, for me, I, I grew up playing soccer as well. So I uh, 
I was very serious about that. And then I kind of got into an age where I was like, okay, like I need to make a decision whether I want to play soccer or hockey. And then if I choose hockey, I'm obviously, I'm going to have to move across the country because there's like no way for me to get seen in California. And so uh, my sophomore year, I made the decision to go to Naha. And then that really just allowed me to get seen by all these colleges and whatnot. Yeah. And how did you get the opportunity to play for Naha? Um, and just talk about that process um, mm-hmm. of what it's like getting, I guess, recruited by that team. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right word, but um, yeah. just talk about your, how did you got the opportunity to go there and yeah. how did you find out about it? Mm-hmm. Um, so we have like district camp. Well, I don't know if you're familiar, but like there's like district camp and then you get selected for like national camp through that. So you have like, I think it goes from states to district and then national camp. And so my district was in Colorado and, and they had like a bunch of prep schools and whatnot going. Uh, to recruit there so they recruited me to join their like tournament team I think it's called like Naha Prospects and so uh, I I was only able to go to one tournament because uh, it conflicted with soccer but I went to that one I think it was in Washington DC actually and I went to that tournament and they just asked me to be a part of the team and then I was like I made my decision to play hockey so then I just I stuck with Naha for that. That's really cool and how'd you find out about that district camp in Colorado? Um, I just knew through state, like if I wanted to go to national camp that I would have to go through like the state tryouts and then I was just hoping to make it through there. And was how cool was it to play kind of like with the best players of your region? Because Mm -hmm. people when like I said, people, when they think about the West coast, hockey isn't the first thing that pops in their mind, but it seems like the region is growing significantly. Like I know a lot of, it seems like just looking at rosters, you see California kind of pop up more and more. No, I think my region was like at the time that I was going through it, it hockey was not big at all. So it was kind of like a big, it, it was very interesting. It was also my first time playing girls hockey. So it was a big drop off. So there was like, it, there was a lot of good players there, but there was also a lot of not very good players that were there kind of just like to fill the spots almost. Um, but they like, I think that region's grown a ton, but I think uh, definitely, I think like, Dom Petrie came out of there, which was like our role role model through that. So that's like who they referenced a lot and whatnot. But I think that it's growing a ton. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And um, just talk about your experience with Naha. What did you take away from it? And what's like the best memory you have with that team? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, Naha was like the greatest thing. I I was super glad I went there. Um, I went for three years and I like, met all my best friends through there I was, I was super happy but they have I think like even more so than prep schools you're playing like you have a, a longer schedule you're playing like three times the amount of hockey so it was super nice to be able to get on like on the ice like once or twice a day like you had the option to do that and then we had like amazing trainers um, the school was good like it just it had more of like a college setup I feel so it definitely prepared me um, in regards to a, a best memory, um, I'm not sure. I honestly, it was just, I love just living with like all my best friends. Like we would just be together 24 seven and, um, it was just, we would do like fun things in our like little cabins together. Um, so I think just like living, living together was really fun, like all under one roof. That must have helped prepare you a lot for college hockey because that mm-hmm. was kind of my next question is how did your experience help with Naha help prepare you for college mm-hmm. hockey? And I feel like 
you have that experience of traveling a lot, but also kind of door rooming with um, some of your teammates and being far away from home, that's exactly what most college kids have to deal with. But you already dealt with it um, yeah. before you even headed to school. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I got it. Like I learned how to live with people. I learned like all like bus rides and all that type of stuff. I've already been through it all. So that definitely like set me up for success in college. Is the bus rides um, with Penn State much shorter than the bus rides you had to deal with Naha? Oh, definitely. I think we, but well, we bus ride. Uh, I think the furthest one with Naha was to Detroit, which was like 13 hours or something like that, which wow. is like crazy. So yeah, no, definitely. And how do you handle those long bus rides? Like, is there has to be a pit pit stop, right? Or is it like one of those where you can like sleep in the bus, and like the bus we, drivers like gets paid to do it overnight? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on like when our game is and how far it is and whatnot. Like, if it's just three hours, we're probably not going to stop. But our last bus ride from UNH, like we made a few stops, which was nice, to, like get our legs moving. But um, we normally, well, the freshmen have to share a seat, obviously. So I, normally one of us goes and sleeps on the ground while the other sleeps on the chair. So Nice. And you do the freshmen have to load the bus as well? I heard that's like a normal job. Um, we don't, it's not like a said rule, but I think our team's like really good about it. Like everyone helps each other out. So it's not like just mm-hmm. the freshmen doing it. Yeah, no, especially since you, you, you have a kind of a smaller freshman class, right? Only like four. Yeah. How do you guys yeah. get to know each other, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. since you're such a small class, but you really didn't have to like meet, you really did have a lot of time to meet each other, I guess, before college, mm-hmm. just because of yeah. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't know any of them. Well, I knew Audrey because she was on like my district camp team. So I knew her coming into it. Um, and she came in the summer as well, which was really nice. And then uh, Lexi and Maya uh, had Hockey Canada camp in the summer. So they didn't come in, in the summer. So I didn't know them until the fall. But we immediately clicked. I mean, we're basically living together and we're together 24-7. So they've become like family now. Especially since, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you guys have to live in the dorms your freshman year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's me and Audrey together, and then Lexi and Maya live like two doors down, so we're together like 24-7. Especially now, because how many people are in the dorm room right now during winter break? Probably not many, right? It's it's like an athlete dorm room. Yeah, I think it's us and men's hockey, and then there's like a few international students that couldn't go home, so it's it's the ghost town here. It feels like empty. Do you like that though? Is that it's that's kind of nice. cool? Yeah, it's kind of nice because it's it's quiet. So we, I mean, we don't have to wake up as early since it's break, but it's nice to like kind of have the place to ourselves. Nice. Yeah. No. That 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 that, that sounds fun. You know. Just I don't know. I feel like I don't know. I would pre- I think I would enjoy that more. Just not. Oh having yeah. To, like, it's definitely nice not having to worry about like anyone else and like mm-hmm. having the bath because our bathrooms are communal. So like we can like play music in there, like when we're all, cause it's communal showers as well. So it's nice to be able to like not worry about other mm-hmm. people or anything. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Now just talk about your recruitment process to Penn state. Let's kind of get to that a little bit. What was that like for yourself? What made you want to go to Penn state versus other schools you might've looked into? Um, I think for me, I well, I got recruited my sophomore year when I left for Naha. Um, well, they originally saw me at the U15 uh, national camp, and then we kind of just stayed in touch. And then my sophomore year was like when uh, the recruiting process was getting serious. But 
I think I kind of got a late jump to it. So like they only like colleges only saw me for like that five months, like um, since they didn't see me before. And a lot of a lot of coaches like see other players like I think they were that at that age, they were recruiting at like eighth grade and stuff. So there was a lot of places that had like uh, their teams full and whatnot. But uh, they contacted me after the U15 national camp and then. We just stayed in contact and I just, I fell in love with the school. I wanted a big school. I loved the coaches. Um, I knew it was like a great, like up and coming program that I wanted to be a part of. And then once we, we played here with Naha and once I saw it and like felt the atmosphere of the school, I, I knew I didn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. And what's it like playing under coach Campersall? Because from what I've been told, he's like one of the best coaches in hockey. Yeah. No, he's great. He's great. He's, he's super smart. And um yeah no he's he's a great coach to be under now something that was introduced to college hockey last year was three and three overtime as a fan they're fun to watch but as a player what's it like to be involved with them um I think the biggest thing is just having a ton of time and space um I think that's like the biggest thing it's just like being able to be creative and and have that time that you normally don't have on five on five because it's so fast paced so it it gets like slowed down a little bit and you get to have, like show your skill a little bit more as a team so i think that's the, the biggest thing now obviously um you had a series against unh um, before the first half of the season ended I just want to ask you, what was that series like? And what's it been like playing teams like outside of the CHA? And how important was it to sweep UNH and kind of end yeah. off the first half of the season on a high note? Yeah, no, that was a, a huge weekend for us, too. I think it, we're just we're building our momentum at this point. And um, it was really nice to be able to sweep them. It was interesting because their rink is a lot wider than we were used to. So that was definitely an adjustment, but it, um, it was it was definitely good to be able to build that momentum coming into break, especially uh, having games against St. Lawrence and potentially BU or Syracuse. So that's good to end on on a high note. Yeah, and uh, obviously you have that um, Battle of Pittsburgh, I think is what it's called, coming up. How yeah. you to play those teams and being with P Pittsburgh since it's I don't know yeah. I don't know too much about Pennsylvania, but it seems it's somewhat close by to Penn State. Yeah, uh, I think it's like three hours, so it's it's not too bad. But it'll be nice to be able to play another out of conference against St. Cloud, and then uh, hopefully we'll either get another crack at Syracuse or uh, play BU, which would be another fun out of conference game. So we're excited for that. Yeah, that should be fun, um, and also to for the people who are from Pennsylvania to get to see your team yeah. play from that definitely. area, just because mm -hmm. they don't get the chance to go down to Penn State all that often. Yeah, definitely. Now, I guess, what have you taken away from your college hockey experience so far at Penn State? And um, yeah, just that's the only question. <laughs> um, I think, I think that being on this team has like given me a lot of like, uh, like great being around great teammates, and they've like showed me like how to like uh, manage this whole like crazy process because it's it's a lot, and they've all just been like super super good and welcoming with it and um, just like giving me a bunch of best friends. So I think like that's like the best part of it all. Now, we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment. We're asking you some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the mm -hmm. ice. However, the first question isn't is a hockey-related question. Or two, the first two are. So mm -hmm. the first one is, do you think body checking should be allowed in women's hockey? And if so, why? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's 
that's a hard question because I played voice hockey, which was a lot, like it obviously allows body checking, but that's just like a completely different game. As I feel like the women's are, it's more like skill and finesse rather than just going like to hit people. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it would be nice. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I, I feel like yes and no. I don't really have a, a definite yeah. answer. I feel like it should be because, one, you're playing against other women's hockey players, so I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't be able to to, to hit. But also, yeah. I think refereeing would be easier because some referees are strict about it, some Definitely. referees aren't. Yeah. Like refereeing should be kind of even across the board, across different conferences. Yeah. Like you shouldn't be going to the game wondering, oh, if these refs are going to be strict about this mm-hmm. type of call or not. So yeah. that's why I think Definitely. it should be. Helpful. But honestly, yeah, no, I, would I don't have that experience you. of you've had of playing women's hockey. So I, my answer is kind of – doesn't really have much weight to it no i think i would agree with you actually i think that was well said now what's is that what's the biggest check i guess you've ever thrown in your career has it happened in penn state because i feel like in college hockey you you've accidentally probably had to accidentally hit someone before yeah definitely i think probably uh probably when i was playing boys hockey just because we had to to be way more physical there so i i can't think of a specific moment but it was definitely when i was playing boys hockey now, next question is a hockey-related one, but um, what was your thoughts on Trevor Zegers' Michigan assist um, a few <laughs> weeks ago? Uh, yeah, no, that was that was sick. It was super cool. I think Keeks or uh, Kiara and, and Liv were like doing that at practice today when we had extra time. So I, I've seen so many videos of so many people doing it now, but it's it's cool. It, it was really mm-hmm. cool. I saw Wisconsin do the same thing, obviously yeah. not on camera, but uh, uh-huh. will Kiara Zaman do it at some point this season? Because she's capable of it. She's definitely capable of it. I, I don't know. Maybe if she keeps practicing it, she'll pull it off. But I guess we'll see. Time will tell. Yeah, that would be awesome if she did. Um, yeah, that'd that would be break sick. the internet. In my, it, it would. It would at least break parts of the internet, I should say. Yeah. Well, it'd be great for women's hockey, too. So. I yeah, mean, I, haven't, I haven't seen – I've only seen men's players do it. So yeah. If there's I'll any, have to tell her to pull it out. Yeah, you can't like the thing is though like you can't like um you got to do it subtly. You can't just say yeah. like, do it that game. You got to just have to randomly do it one time. So yeah. that's the thing. So that's yeah. The thing well, if anyone could do it, it, it would be her. So I, I I don't know. I'll tell her to do it. Would we'll you be the one that taps it in like Milano did, or who would that be? I don't know. I it probably Nat Natalie. Mm-hmm. They have like a great connection, so I, I would think it'd be Nat. But I don't know. Whoever's there, I guess. I think it'll be harder for you because you're a defender, so you're not really in that part of the Yeah, I'd have zone. to skate all the way down there and just sit there for it. Yeah, I don't think it'll be me, but I'd be happy for anyone who does it. Yeah, no. I can totally see a ton of players from your team yeah. doing it. That's impressive, though, to have that hand-eye coordination to um, oh, yeah, kind of sure. add it in. And I feel like yeah. you would have that because you played soccer before, and I feel like you need to have good hand-eye yeah. coordination for that sport. Yeah, definitely. Now, finally, guy, and getting into the non-hockey questions, but uh, what's the most interesting thing you've seen or read this week? Ooh, um, well, I, ju- I just saw The House of Gucci. Did you hear about that movie? No. It's about, like, the Gucci brand and, and their, like, family history and whatnot, and it was, like, uh, it was very interesting because that family is, like, crazy. I think that, it, like, the money and power and fame, that all, like, got to their heads and and the family members just started like backstabbing each other apparently. And like it ultimately led to a murder. So it was crazy to like see the history behind that brand. Is that on Netflix? 
No, it's in the movie theaters. Oh. It's a long one. I think it's like two hours and like 45 minutes, but I watched it when I was here by myself for like two days. So I, I didn't really have anything better to do. Yeah. Well, the thing is like for me, like I, I don't, I, I don't really go to the movies too much. I usually just watch sports. So I got, I yeah. did go to the movies though recently. I saw Spider-Man. So I, I, I knew that. Oh, was that good? I think like half our team is going to see that tonight. Oh, I thought it was very good. I don't want yeah. to spoil it for you, but it's a lot of surprises. I, I haven't watched any of like the Marvel movies or anything like that. So I, I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it, but I yeah. heard it's really good. Yeah, it's really good too. I'm not gonna spoil it just because I don't want someone who's listening to this to get it ruined. But yeah, see the movie. I guess it's already grossed like a yeah. billion dollars, so most people have probably seen oh, it. Sure. But yeah, it's, it's, I thought it was really good. So it's one yeah. of the few movies I would go to theaters to see. So yeah, yeah. I guess for me, the most um, interesting thing I've seen or read this week was about John Wilkes Booth, like how he escaped Washington D.C. Since uh-huh. we're, we kind of talked about D.C. a little bit. And like yeah. how they like found him and like eventually they killed him. But it was just a really interesting story just because I've yeah, never, cool. never knew much about it. Mm-hmm. And cause most people, when they think about the Lincoln assassination, they kind yeah. of think about it from the president's perspective, but it was really interesting to kind of hear it from the other point of perspective. And yeah. just the 12 day manhunt that took place just because it was just crazy. It was just yeah. crazy. I'm surprised there's not a movie about it. Oh, so it was an article. It wasn't like a movie or a video or anything. No, it was something I read. I just thought it was oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Now, kind of getting back, uh, what music do you like to listen to? What's your go-to kind of artist? Um, I'm a huge Justin Bieber fan. Nice. I love Justin Bieber. Um, I don't know. I love country music. I really like all genres of music, to be honest. Our teams, uh, I don't know what our go-to would be, but I would say if I had to pick one artist, it'd probably be Justin Bieber. I'm a big Justin Bieber fan, too. I'm not afraid to admit that publicly. Yeah. Um, he was one of my most listened to artists on Spotify. Oh, was he actually? Oh yeah, it was great. I love that new album, especially the Hold On, Ghost, Anyone. Those were some bangers. Like if anyone says they don't like that song, those songs, they're just lying to you. They are lying. They're afraid to admit it. Do you have any Drew House merch? No, I don't. That's probably a little expensive for me. I'm not the best style person. (laughs) I should probably get some because I've seen some of my teammates wear it. Yeah, no, they're great. Do you have any Drew House stuff? Yeah, I have a sweatshirt. I had it. I bought it like a few, like a year or two ago before like the prices went like super crazy. So um, I got lucky for that. But I love it. It's like my favorite sweatshirt. Yeah, no, those things look comfortable. But um, yeah. I like I said, I, I'm terrible with my style. I need I need work on that. <laughs> yeah. Who funny. has the best style on the team then? I'm assuming you do if you're buying cool sweatshirts. No. I would yourself. say Lexi because she borrows all my clothes. Um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I would say probably Dobby or Amy Dobson or Mallory. Yeah. They both have really good style. Lexi has good style too. And she has her own clothes too. She has good style. But I would probably, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Amy Dobson. Yeah. Penn State did a post like, like, I was thinking it was the first weekend when it was like pregame. Will that come back? And can it please come back? It needs to come back. I know. We were just talking about that the other day. I'll I'll tell him to bring it back. Right. I I need that back for a yeah. few reasons. One, because I just like seeing the pregame outfits. Yeah. With the men's team, I feel like they've posted a little yeah. bit more than mm-hmm. the women's team has. But also, just because we do a segment on College Hockey Talk Instagram where we highlight the best. Yeah, I saw that. Outfits. Yeah. And at the end of the season, we have to decide who has the best pregame style. And yeah. I don't want your team to be left out of that conversation. So. I'm oh, yeah. I'll definitely tell them yeah, Amy Dobson has some, like, she wears, like, some crazy cool outfits. So she would definitely be a top contender for that. 
Yeah, no, I feel like I feel like I asked um, Maya, and I feel like she said the same thing too. She also yeah. says she's a great cook too, so it seems like she can do a lot. Oh, Davi is the best cook. She cooked our entire team like a Thanksgiving meal for Canadian Thanksgiving and American Thanksgiving. So oh, wow. she's a great cook. Yeah. What's the best thing she makes then? Um, oh, that's a tough question. I'm not sure. Her, she cooked a turkey very well. She knew what she was doing. It was it was really good. I can't cook for anything, so yeah. that's probably super awesome that you get a teammate that can do that. Yeah, no, it was it was it was fun. It was super cool. I've learned how to cook mac and cheese and like basic stuff to like, get me through the week, but yeah. like I, it's not great for you sometimes. So I yeah. need to get better on that. I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's for guys. It's like we don't think about cooking, but yeah, I exactly. I enjoy cooking. I just. I just don't really have the time to do it or the space here in the dorm. We, I think we have a microwave and a fridge, so can't mm-hmm. really do much with that. I don't know. I feel like there's always a way to like do something small. Definitely. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, but when I go home, I enjoy cooking. Nice. Nice. Now getting back to some of the questions, biggest pet peeve, what bothers you hockey wise or non hockey wise for me, it's traffic. And then for hockey wise, it's when people like don't leave the ice when the Zamboni gets on, that really bothers me. Oh yeah, well traffic. You wouldn't like living in California. That bad there. Um, I'd say my biggest pet peeve is when someone like steps on the back of your shoes. It for some reason it happens a lot here for me, and it is it's just so frustrating. And then I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it does. And then I'd say, uh, probably when I hold the door open for someone and they don't say thank you. Oh, that pisses me off too. Yeah, that one really irks me. I'd say that's probably the biggest one for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Just some, I guess, common courtesy. Like, yeah, especially if you're like waiting there, like it's like clearly you're not, it's not just convenient to just stand there for five seconds and then they just walk through and don't say anything. I'm like, oh. Yeah, what if you just close the door on someone? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Some there's. I feel like I don't know. I always um. I feel like there would be times where I just won't open the door for someone. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done that before. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rush, like I don't care. Like you see someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but mostly sometimes for they'll be feeling generous and they just won't say thank you. And I'm like, well. Oh well. For me, it's elevators. I hate being in an elevator with someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. So like, I will. Yeah. I won't hold the door. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I hold the door open for an elevator either. No, I just don't, I don't like that. So I need, I'm not, I don't usually take elevators, but um, uh-huh. when I do, I wouldn't, I usually don't like to be with other people. Yeah. Yeah. No. If there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? Oh, um, maybe I was talking to Lexi about this earlier. I was going to make a joke like Margot Robbie or Melissa McCarthy to be funny, but I think to in all seriousness, I'd probably pick like Emma Stone. Mm. I don't. I think she's like pretty. I don't. I, I don't know why, honestly, but that's just who I would go with. Kind of staying on the Spider-Man theme because she was in one of the Spider-Man movies. For me, oh, was she? Yeah, the one with Andrew Garfield. Like it came oh, out okay. a few years ago. But uh, yeah. I'm on. I just we look nothing alike, but he's the same height as me, and I feel like I don't know. It's kind of <laughs> nice to see someone that's yeah. the same height and like. I don't know. I don't know why people five eight's not that like small, but people yeah. like it's small for men, I guess. So uh-huh. I really I really like how he just doesn't care about his height and yeah. like, so Well he's dating like Zendaya right now, who's like so much taller. I think that's like kind of 
breaking the internet. That's good. Uh, good for him. But yeah. <laughs> no, but no, that's that's who I think would play me the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I could see that. Now, um, who, who is the funniest on the team? Mm, probably Avery or Izzy. Avery, I, I'd probably go with Avery. Avery's really funny. Who has the best trash talks on the team? Like, who trash talks the best during a game? I feel like no one really talks about for women's hockey, so that's why I kind of want to know. Probably Lindy. Oh, nice. What type of chirps can you say on the podcast that she said before? Um, I'm not sure. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I, I think she would be the best at that. Yeah, I was never a trash talker, so I can't I yeah. can't do that. Are you a trash talker or are you more of like don't say anything on the bench? If I get like really riled up, I will, but normally like I can't think quick enough to like say like little things like that off the top of my head. Like someone will say something and they'll be like, whatever. Like I, I can't think quick enough to come back at them and I also just like I don't think it's worth it, but sometimes I'll I'll come back at them. What's the best chirp you've received? That's that's an, that's another good question. I don't know if you can remember any of them. Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm not sure. I feel like most of my chirps came from when I was playing boys hockey because they would like playing against the girl. So they would chirp me a lot. But I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. It's been so long. Yeah. Now, final non-hockey question is, what is your favorite sport to watch at Penn State besides women's hockey? Uh... Well, there's the obvious football, which that's – it's fun to – it's, like, a fun atmosphere. But my, like, to actually, like, watch the sport, it's probably soccer just because I, I still love that sport. But they're also really good, so it's fun to watch. Fun fact, a girl who plays for the Penn State women's soccer team went to the same high school that I did. and I just Oh, thought, really? Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So. Who is it? Peyton Linehan. I don't know if you know who she is, but um, yeah, no, I don't. But that's super cool. So shout out to her. She's definitely not yeah. listening to this, but um, <laughs> that was, I just thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, that is cool. So, but no, I football. Did you go to that whiteout game? I heard that's huge. I did. It was freezing though, so I didn't stay for long. Uh, I it, I think it was like I I don't know how cold it was, but I I don't do well with the cold, so mm-hmm. I didn't stay for too long. But it was still really fun for the moments that I did stay for. Yeah, how cool is it being in that atmosphere? Because watching it on TV, because mm-hmm. I'm not a college football guy at all. Like, I don't care really. But, like, the, there's, like, three, like, non-hockey like hockey events uh-huh. or non-baseball events that I'll watch. Mm-hmm. One of it's the Penn State Whiteout game. I think it's super fun to watch. And it just seems so cool when they, like, entered the stadium and, like, mm-hmm. they did, like, the whole, like, they turned off the lights. Like, yeah. everyone's. It, I just thought it was so cool. Like, if I were a player on that team, I'd be absolutely juiced getting out oh, of Oh, yeah, um, for sure. I was thinking for some reason I was thinking of the Michigan game because that was also a whiteout. But I remember going back. I did stay, I think, until the third quarter for that one. But yeah, that atmosphere was like unreal. I think it was almost like impossible to like even stand on the bleachers for the game because it was so crowded. I think we got there like an hour early and still couldn't even find like seats because everyone would like there's people like camping out days before to like get good seats. Like it's crazy, but it, it was super fun. How that must be cool for the visiting team too to be in that atmosphere. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think I saw a video. I I don't know what team it was. I don't know if it was the whiteout game, but there was some team was preparing for like the Penn State atmosphere with like, uh, like 
the blowers like for your mm -hmm. lawn i forget what those are called but like just to create noise and stuff so they would be playing football with like all these like noise creating things i thought that was kind of cool so i kind of have to ask you another non-hockey question would you rather score a goal like in an atmosphere like that but you're the home team and everyone's cheering for you or would you rather be the villain and be in an atmosphere like that but score a goal against a road team um for me it depends on my mood yeah i think it does depend on the mood and also like how much like who like who you're playing against mm -hmm. so um i'm not really sure i would just selfishly i would say being the home team just because i like our rink the best i think it's a great rink so i think uh probably just be a home home team yeah well the frozen four is going to be at pagula so yeah. you got to keep home yeah. ice you don't want someone winning on your home <laughs> ice and that's what one of your teammates told me and yeah you know, is that like a mindset throughout the season yeah, our, I think, like, even on the back of, like, our workout shirts, it says, like, protect our ice. So, like, I think that's, like, a motto we're all, like, kind of living by is just, like, protect our ice. We don't want anyone else winning on there except for us, so. And how cool is it that the tournament's expanded? I feel mm -hmm. like you probably appreciate that just because, I don't know, I feel it gives more teams opportunities to um, be a part of it because if it was expanded last year, Penn State was definitely been a lot to get in. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it's super cool. I mean, I never had to, like – I don't I it never like affected me before because I wasn't a part of the team obviously but I'm super excited that more teams will get the opportunity for it now another question I want to ask you is what should be done to help grow women's hockey because there was recent news that the U18 uh, women's world championships were canceled and I kind of want to get your opinion on that and just like what should be done to help grow women's hockey just because yeah. It feels like it's been it's growing, at least from my perspective. Yet there's been so many setbacks that have happened, yeah. even though it's feel like it's growing. I hope that kind yeah. of explains it a little bit from my end. Yeah. Um, well, I was I was very surprised just because of like how like it is growing and there's so much going on in the world with like equality and all that type of stuff. So I was surprised in that sense, but I was also not surprised at all because it happened the year before. Like it, it happens all the time now, so it's like of course this will happen but i just think it's completely messed up they've taken this opportunity away for for two years now and um i think it's sad especially like one of my best friends that's coming here next year tessa um she was on that team and i she was completely heartbroken so i it's like hard to see and it's something that these players deserve to do when they're just not getting that opportunity and it's hard because the men are and so that's like why I think it's such a big deal is like, if you're going to shut it down, you got to shut it down for everyone. Like that's just completely unfair. Especially since team USA tested had two positive yeah, cases and they had a forfeit exactly. their game yet. They're still trying to find ways to play that tournament. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, it's very interesting to see it all play out, but I'm hoping I saw something where like, I think Ottawa or somewhere in Canada is like host or uh, offered to host it. So yeah. hopefully, they'll accept that and, and it'll go on. But I mean, it, that it's unpredictable at this point. Yeah. I hope they reschedule and I hope it's like an official, like double I HF tournament. Yeah. Like I don't want it to be like some, I know that obviously like if it, if that's the, if it's an independent tournament with the UAT, yeah. that's like good just because like they deserve a tournament no matter what the circumstances, yeah. but I think it would, I would much rather prefer a official yeah. tournament just so it can go on like the record books and stuff like that. Definitely. I mean, I think it'd be great for the players to represent their country in any opportunity, but I think they deserve a full-on IIHF tournament. And it's like, how do you get those – what do you think should be done to get more opportunities in women's hockey? Because obviously you think that's a big reason why the sport 
how the um, reason why you think the sport should could grow more is just getting those opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think it's mainly just like exposure to the game. I think that's like the biggest way uh, to like expand the game. I, I I don't really know exactly how that goes about, but just like getting equal exposure for men and women would help. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can tell like how that tournament because I feel like it's a great way to head into college hockey, hockey yeah. wise, just because you're playing some of the best players. Sure in your country just competing for a roster spot and then obviously you play the best teams and players in the world just in that tournament i think example is kiara zana and like she, like i didn't know too much about her but after that tournament i think she really made a name for herself yeah I, I, don't, I don't know i have to i guess someone has to ask her but i'm assuming that tournament was a big benefit for her heading into penn state for her freshman year yeah i'm, I'm sure it was I, I i would definitely agree with it and then i also think that like that tournament itself is like a big exposure for women's hockey in general and it gets a lot of people to watch the game and learn about the game and and like hear about it so it's like super unfortunate that that's not happening this year yeah and it seems like a lot of your players played in that tournament so like i know lindy did i think mallory did too and i think rachel weiss did too so that's kind of cool to just see like how they got that experience and yeah, like if this happened, I guess, I guess if, you know, there's probably a lot of Penn State commits that won't get that experience, which is disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it sucks that it's it's been canceled for my year and the year mm-hmm. now this up and coming year. So wasn't Maya supposed to be on the team? I feel like she might have been, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I know. Well, uh, USA Hockey didn't do anything for the O3s since it got canceled, but. I know Hockey Canada uh, did like an 03 camp mm-hmm. and Maya made like the under 22s for that. And uh, Lexi made the U18 for that. So that was like a, a good accomplishment for the both of them. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Just, uh, that's just, I don't know. I was just curious just because I think it's a yeah. kind of accomplishment. I know she was yeah. talking about it, but I might've mis- made, made a mistake. So I apologize about that. But I guess next question would be like, what advice would you give uh, younger players trying to pursue a, uh, a career in college hockey or just the players trying to get better, um, whether they're in high school or playing college hockey? Um, I would say just stick with it and put as much time into it as you can. And then um, obviously, like for me, my my biggest thing was just like making the effort to get seen by colleges and whatnot, like whether that was going to tournaments, uh, like uh, college showcases and whatnot, which is like a big deal for me. So just like uh, put the time in and then try to get yourself exposed as best you can. Well, do you have any shout outs you'd like to give? I know we mentioned almost everyone on your team, but if there's someone I forgot yeah. to mention, feel free to shout them out now. But, um, or if there's any family members you want to shout out, feel free to shout them out now. Um, I guess I just shout out my parents. I mean, they've given me like the best opportunities and uh, my old coaches, especially my Naha coaches, they were amazing. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carly, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to myself. I wish you nothing but the best for the second half of the season. I know you're going to do great, and uh, hope you have a great new year as well. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everyone, who listened to this episode. It really means a lot to myself. If you like this episode a lot, make sure to check out the older interviews that I have done. I would really appreciate that. Uh, Make sure you follow College Hockey Talk, whether it's on Instagram and Twitter, and you can watch other interviews I have done as well on our YouTube channel, so subscribe to that if you haven't already. Um, Take care, everyone, and have a great day, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode, but until then, have a great day. Peace.